Hello, beautiful. How are you? And how are you taking care of yourself today? It has been, uh, I wanted to pop on here just to, uh, let me adjust that lighting a little bit, uh, just with a special, I don't know, message for you. I was planning on being, doing this message about 10 minutes ago, and then I was putting together some chocolate chip pumpkin bread, and I got butter all over my shirt, and so I'm not wearing my tank top that I was. <laughs> And then my dog started barking and then I went into the bathroom and like one of the shelves totally just like fell. So it's been kind of like that a little bit of a morning and uh, but I still uh, wanted to come on here and I uh, have a message for you. I am Heidi Esther, joyful purpose mentor, author, speaker and mama. I'm kind of like self-awareness storytelling mom fairy. I am on a mission to inspire, heal, and ignite the inner fire for those of us who have dedicated our lives to helping others and lose ourselves in the process. Yes, the word people pleaser. Why? Because I believe that you are a gift. You're like a freaking miracle. And there's not a moment to lose to begin to unwrap and revel in the present that you are. So I create playful tools like principles and share transformative inner lessons through stories to walk alongside fellow people pleasers to liberate your joy from self-defeating patterns we don't even know we have. How did I find my patterns? I went through a divorce and all sorts of unemployment and um, a midlife awakening and even falling in love with the love of my life. And all along that journey, I just kept showing up. I didn't know it was a journey at that point. I just thought I was trying to figure out how to maintain peace in the realm that is Heidi. And at the end, I discovered something miraculous, my joyful purpose. So I have all sorts of fun tools and tips and courses and books for you to start to unwrap and enjoy your life, enjoy present moment, joyful living, um, because you are a gift. Okay. Today, I want to talk, I know it sounds like a heavy lesson, we are talking about bypassing the top five regrets of the dying and living a more joyful life. That sounds, I know that sounds kind of heavy, and uh, but I read this book recently. It's called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And it's by Bronnie Ware, and it's just fabulous. And I am trying to find my notes on this. And so give me one second. Uh, by the way, also, uh, if you hear anything in the background, it is likely one of my dogs. And they are, I did not get them to walk 
get they did not get to walk them. So they are a little spicy. Well, at least uh, Elvis, my Italian ground is. So if you hear anything, uh, I hopefully will not have to stop this and go bring him upstairs and wrap him in some blankies. So, all right. So let me start. I typed a sentence into the chat box to a message to my wife. What is the sentence? What good are savings if you were dying? No, now get me wrong. Both of us are healthy middle-aged people, just as tired and just as achy as an ex-middle-aged parents coming to grips with like sore hips and backs and feet and eyes that need reading glasses. So for those minor inconveniences, I'm pretty grateful, actually. Nothing, a little more yoga, foot massages, patience, and about five pairs of expertly placed reading glasses around the house can't solve. But in earnest, we are grappling with monthly expensive, two messy middles in our careers, and impending children in college. Oh, and trying to live lives truer to ourselves. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but I feel like I just get caught up in the thick of this messy middle and I forget to come up for air to look where I'm actually headed. But questions like these shake me awake and make me remember daily because I had decades of never coming up for air, just powering through and trying to hulk it out and, you know, you know, pull up my bootstraps and suck it up buttercup and all that kind of stuff. Because now I want to wake up. I want to continue to save, live, and spend a life that's truer to myself. So let me ask you this question. What if you were dying? What would you spend your savings on? And your time? I bet your answer might be something other than, I don't know. And I bet you might use it. Well, at least some of it. For something different than you're doing right now. So yes, I recently read that book, Top 5 Regrets of the Dying. Uh, by former palliative care, that's end-of-life care professional and songwriter Bronnie Ware. She spent so much time at the bedsides of people who were dying. And during their sunset, she noticed a pattern. A pattern of regret. All right. There are five, the, the five regrets, and here they are. One, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Three, right? Power through it, totally. Three, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. I know so many times we just don't say what we feel, and then we regret it. Four, I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. I know friends are power. I, I was brought up that friends were optional. I never really saw my parents have friends. I thought like once you were married and have kids, like you just entered this family tunnel and that's what you did. And the last, I'd wish I'd let myself be happier. We get so used to just accepting that you have to grind it out and you ha it has to be hard. It has to be painful for it to be worth it. But guess what? <gasps> it doesn't have to. How do those hit you right now? 
Other questions. Are you working hard but don't have any motivation behind it? Or maybe you have a really hard time taking time off because you have no idea how to spend it that actually means something to you. Do you feel friends are just optional like I did? Do you never cut yourself some slack? I totally relate to that one. That's, that's a hard one, giving yourself that grace and permission to just, you know, mess up and practice through life. But if you answered like a hell yeah to any of that, those are the fast track to the regrets fails. To not spending your savings to live. You're saving your money to live at some other point in your life. Now I get there's 401ks and retirement and and that is important. However, you can plant the seeds now. You do not need to despair. So my next question, and I want you to think about this one. Because a lot of what we do is based on our values. And sometimes our values are not our own. Our values are what society and our parents and our churches give us. Who are you living your life for? Who are you trying to prove yourself to? Your parents, your kids, your spouse, your dog, your boss? Or maybe you're just trying to avoid that that unresolved shame inside of you, that that little person inside of you that just feels bad all the time. So if you're not living your life for you, if you can't just unequivocally say, like, I'm living my life true to myself and my fiery path and it's messy and difficult, then you are giving your time away, which is like you're giving your life away. Now, for the great news. Okay. You were put here for a reason. While that reason, maybe just like mine, might revolve around other people, you are still you. You have unique brilliance. You as a human being matter. And you at your full potential will be better equipped to help and empower others. And you'll know how to heal heal yourself, how to save, live, and spend a life truer to yourself. All right. So, dear friend, beautiful soul, amazing, unique human being. Do you want to know the two steps to start living regret-free? All you have to do is go to HeidiEsser.com forward slash two-step. Two steps to carve your way forward. To save and live and spend for what really matters to you. Alrighty. And if you haven't yet, please sign up for my monthly joyful step newsletters at HeidiEsser.com forward slash joy. All right. Wishing you love, light, and laughter. Until next time, I'm Heidi Esther. <laughs>